Hello, this is Alex and Sierra's podcast talking about uh, chapter 29 in the epilogue of the book The Girl of the Dragon Tattoo by Steve Larson. All right, to get started, I think we should start with our 30-second summary. Doesn't that sound so much fun? That sounds like a great idea, Alex. Do you want to get started or should I? I would love to get started with my 30-second summary. All right, five, four, three, two, one, go! In these two chapters, Salander assumes two different identities. She changes her appearance completely and flies to Zurich, using loan money from Blomkvist. With these new identities, she goes to foreign banks and hacks into Wernerstrom's accounts and takes control of his money. At the same time, the Burger and Blomkvist newspaper, The Millennial, has inc- unbelievable sa- sales, and Salander realizes that she loves Blomkvist and buys him an Elvis sign, and then she throws it out and calls herself a fool. Time! Wow, that was an interesting summary. (laughs) (laughs) And ran out of time there. Are you ready for yours, Alex? Oof, this is going to be a rough one. Count me down. Three, two, one, go. All right, so Salander first borrows money for Blankovich because she needs to go to Zurich, and currently she's in Stockholm. While she's doing that, Blankovich asks Salander if she wants the shares from the money they got from Wenger, and she flat out rejects him. Then she goes to Zurich, and she decides to steal money for Wernstrom from different accounts by using different identities. She then returns to Stockholm, and then she's like, oh my gosh, I love Blancamish. And turns out, newsflash, they're lovers. So she buys an Elvis sign for Blancamish as a present. Uh, oh no. Out of time. That was interesting. <sighs> I was so close. Alright, so one motif that we found throughout these two chapters and most of the book was justice. Would you care to start off? Yeah, so I think... Since this last chapter and the epilogue both really revolve around Salander, I think that we should start out talking about her and, like, how much justice, like, what that is for her in this story. Personally, Mm -hmm. I think that she really focuses on having justice not only for herself, but also for the women around her who have also been, like, harassed like she was. For example, the reason why she was so set, one of the reasons why she was so set on getting Wernstrom's, like, crimes out into the world was because not only did he steal money from the government but he also um he also harassed and did very bad things to different women during the time that he was in a position of more power Mm -hmm. and what do you think about that i completely agree and i think this happens on a different occasion as well um, the same exact thing happened, but with somebody else. Um, a man that she counted on, depended on to help her with her finances, uh, sexually assaulted her multiple occasions. And one of the quotes from the book that would prove this um, is, Salander wondered whether Bergerman, this man, uh, would ever take his clothes off in front of a woman again. And if he did, how is he going to explain the tattoo on his stomach? So basically, to explain this quote, after Salander was harassed on multiple occasions, she brought this man back to her place and um, tattooed a bad word, like rapist, on his stomach to prove the fact that he was a horrible person, and that was her way of getting justice on the terrible crimes that he committed. Mm. I see. Well... On top of that, when she, going back to the part on our summary where we both stated that she was offered some money from Blankovic 
to get the shares that Vanger mm-hmm. was it yes Vanger 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 had was going to give to him and she thought I rejected him when she was rejecting him she said over here hmm, give me one quick second she said I don't want your money and Blankovich was like wait and then she said I don't want one singer corona from you unless it comes from form of presents on my birthday because when she was saying this I think that that really like brought out that the fact that she did not want like a single penny from him just because she didn't do what she did simply for, for the like the, for the money or for the publicity that came out of it or just like I feel like she didn't even do it for him because they didn't know each other very well in the beginning of the story mm-hmm. when they decided to start helping each other. I feel like she really did it because she wanted to get that justice for like herself and Wernstrom when she was kind of like bringing his bad like deeds to surface exactly and i think the situation of sexual assault really applies like to a different book which is 13 reasons why Mm -hmm. and um that book really touched on the fact that um like the life of high schoolers now and the main character hannah baker experienced a lot of sexual assault and didn't really know what to do about it and she didn't know how to get justice Um, which was basically the point of the story. And I think that really connects to this because um, Salander experienced this, but she wanted to get justice for herself. Yeah, I see what you mean there. Well, I think that not only in a text we can find connections to this, but we can Mm -hmm. also find different connections in the world in general. For example, um, there's like an ongoing like hashtag trend called Me Too. Have you heard of it, Sierra? Um, barely, but I have definitely heard of it. Okay, name. well, I think I'm going to explain it a little bit more because I feel like it's something that many people should know about. Thank you. So, hashtag me too is a trending hashtag that is meant to bring awareness about survivors of sexual assault. And this has been popping up very recently in political news because a lot of these people have not only been, like, assaulted, like, well, just assaulted, but they've been assaulted by, like, higher political figures or people in power. Mm-hmm. For example, just, like, Wernenstrom, right? He was in a position of power because he owned his own company. And used that power to his advantage. Yeah, and he did very bad things to women. And it's the exact same thing in, like, hashtag me too. A lot of women are coming forward and they're having, like, all this, like, they're bringing out, like, this courage that they're able to speak out about what happened to them. And the reason they use this hashtag is to, well, bring awareness to that matter. I agree with that. On that note, I think we should move on to on-the-spot analysis. Not yet? Well, I have a quick question before we move on to that. So why do you think that many people, like, have to use these, like, platforms of, like, hashtag me too to, like, bring out like their awareness do you think they're like scared to do it or something like that I think that in general especially women are scared to come out against like people sexual assault because it's a very it's a very hard topic mm-hmm. so platforms like me me too yes me too uh really help for like women to become more empowered not even women anyone to become more empowered and stand up for themselves because it's a very hard thing to do in that situation and that mm-hmm. press and all the media about it, I think will really help people to come out and 
share their side and not keep it hidden any longer. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like in the text that you were talking about in 13 Reasons Why, when they were talking about, like, assault. They actually, Mm -hmm. I remember, I think, in the second book... Well, I, rem- I watched, I didn't read the book myself, yeah. but I watched the TV show. Me too. <laughs> and I remember that in the second season, they went to court about mm. um, the main character, Hannah Baker's case, is um, this lady that sadly took her life because she was bullied very badly by and her schoolmate and sexually harassed herself. And one of the other characters in the story, I forgot her name. But she was sexually harassed by the same guy. Jessica. Yes, Mm -hmm. she was sexually harassed by the same guy who sexually harassed Hannah Baker. And they went to court about it after she, like, didn't want to because she was very scared about what would happen, like, if she brought it out, if she talked about it. But she finally had the courage to do it. And when she talked about it in court, the the sexual harasser Bryce, was it? Bryce. Bryce Walker. Yeah, he basically just walked away pretty much, like... With no charges. With no charges whatsoever, even though he not only sexually harassed Jessica, but he also sexually harassed Hannah. And many others came out as well. Yeah. But since his family had money, it kind of just got brushed away. So do you think that, just like him, he he was in a position of more power since he had more money and was able to, like, maybe even bribe the judges into letting him get away with an easier thing with easier like sentence i'm sorry what's the question like do you think that like kind of connects to like what we're talking about with girl with a dragon tattoo definitely because i think that people especially like men of higher power have a much easier time of getting away with these things and it's not okay and these platforms like me too Mm -hmm. really help to bring justice bring justice to these criminals and sexual assault isn't something that should just happen and no like nothing happens about it like it's a serious thing and we need to change all this Mm -hmm. all right so i think that concludes our 30 second summary we got that out of the way and we've done our motif analysis so now it's time for our on the the spot spot analysis analysis. all right so (laughs) i'm gonna flip through chapters 29 and the epilogue and find a quote that we can figure out all right Got it. Um, all right, so to start, the quote says, Mama, click. Sister, click. Mimi, click. Holger Palmgren. Evil Fingers in Armansky. The Job. Harriet Vanger, click. Martin Vanger, click. The Golf Club, click. The Lawyer Bergerman, click. Every single detail that she couldn't forget even if she tried. Would you like to start us off here, Alex? Hmm. All right. So in this, giving context to this quote right here, it seems kind of out of there. There's a lot of like... It's kind little, of random. Yeah, it seems kind of random because there's a lot of little fragments in there that seem to be like leading one after another because... All of the people that were important in her life. Mm-hmm. And it seems to go in sequential order too. Like everything mm-hmm. that happened one after another. But to give some background context to this quote, she, it's currently 5.30 in the morning. And she was just finished up, I think, one of her... Hacking, maybe? Yes. Something she like was that. in an encryption program. Yes. And she was writing something about Wernstrom. Let me see really fast. Oh, it's right in the beginning. Okay, so she was just finding out information about Wernstrom, and she was basically planning her trip to Zurich. 
and she right. had just and her finished. New and she just she just finished, so she closed her computer and she started thinking about all the things that like happened in her thinking life. Thinking back to mm-hmm. all of these important memories. Yeah. And she's talking about all of these people. Um, some of them good, some of them bad, that like made a really big impact in her life. Like she brings up Armansky, which is um her boss that really helped her get to where she was, but then right after that she talks about the lawyer Bergerman who was the one that sexually assaulted her. But she mm-hmm. keeps going through, and then she talks about Harriet Wenger, which is um, a big case that she worked on. And she just keeps going and really uses the repetition of the word click to separate her ideas, maybe? Yeah, and, like, show her flashback, I think, and how all these are separate events in her life that, like, were really meaningful to her. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be, like, what's actually happening here. Now let's talk about, like, the metaphors that are hidden in this text and the symbols or any, like, specific things that we can analyze from this. So let's see. So when she says click, obviously that's onomatopoeia, right? Because it's, like, the click. Maybe it's, like, a click of the computer because she's, like, like, so... It may not actually be the computer, or it could be like but it'd be like, like shot or like you know going through all the memories. And mm, then that's like true. Different memories. Yeah, but it's, it's it definitely separates it, but it's repeated a lot, so therefore it's also repetition. And I feel like this repetition really shows how like it goes like one one thing after another after another after another. All these it's constant just, memories and ideas and flashbacks of mm-hmm. her previous life. Yeah, I definitely think so too. And it seems like her life is not only. Not only has good i good memories like her mom and her and Mimi and her sister, but it also has kind of like darker and sadder memories like the Vanger case and the lawyer German, like the, basically yeah. like her rapist, and she seems to get very emotional about it because at the end, like near the end of this quote, she says every single detail that she couldn't forget even if she tried, she actually squeezes um semi-inappropriate word into yeah. there just to like i feel to like portray that portray the idea of her frustration yeah and her mm-hmm. emotions it brings she couldn't contain herself yeah i think it brings out more emotion into this than if she just like just said one thing after another she it seems like a specific word for emphasis on mm-hmm. the fact that yeah it seems like she really wants to forget some of these details but like they're ingrained she, in her memory yeah forever. it seems like I feel like that really connects to what we were talking about before about like sexual harassment and how like that's like really <laughs> is it chilly in here? It's really Ooh, chilly I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it really what was I saying? Alright. It connects back to what we were talking about before about sexual harassment and how it's very hard for a woman to kind of talk about it because it's something so impactful in their lives that they it's they can't forget it. And it kinda just like but it's hard to talk. Yeah, it's hard to talk about it, so it just stays with them, and I don't think, it's, like, hard for a sounder, especially, because she doesn't really talk to anyone about it, mm-hmm. so I think all of this, like, pressure is, like, just building and building in her brain and in her body, and she can't, like, find a way to release it, so I think this was kind of a breaking point where she just, it's like, all these people in my life had, like, were so significant, and she doesn't really know what to do with all of this, because a little bit after that, after she says, like, every detail that she couldn't forget... She talks about Bergerman and what he did, and then the last thing she says, and Michael Blankovist click. So I think she's still, like, kind of confused on her feelings for Michael mm-hmm. and is trying to figure them out, but she's really frustrated and doesn't know 
how to feel because she's never loved anyone before. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how Michael is the last person that she thinks about. So clearly mm-hmm. he shows some very big importance. Very big importance. And I feel like the longer we go down the list, not only is it in sequential order, but it's also about how big some event is to her. Yeah, because the last building. Mm-hmm, and the part where it goes very sequential about, like, mama click, sister click, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The last thing she says before she talks about other things is the lawyer German click. And that seems to be, like, the last thing that's, like, engraved in her head. And then she talks about how she wishes she could forget it, but she can't. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when she says every single detail that she couldn't forget, even if she tried, not only is she talking about, like, the bad things in, like, general, but, like, she's really specifically talking about, I feel like, personally, I feel like she's really talking about the German. I agree. And, like, all the negative impacts mm-hmm. of her life. Because, like, there were a lot of things that have happened to her. She's lived a, she's lived a very rough life. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be, like, the most... It's, like, a symbol of, like, yeah. her hatred. And mm-hmm. she doesn't know what to deal... Like, how to deal with it. Yeah. And it's funny how German is actually a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's you would think... supposed to help people. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about our motif before is justice. Lawyers are supposed to fight for justice. And find justice for the people that need it the most. Exactly. But it seems like this person, this lawyer, German, he did exactly the opposite of what he is intended to do. And I feel like... Larson really brings out that um, characteristic of him. He has, like, he's, he's a lawyer, right? He's very, he's quite important. He, he has it on purpose, I'm sure, to mm-hmm. bring the fact yeah. that justice is extremely That's important. That's exactly what I think. Well, um, on top of that, how do you think this can apply to our lives? Well, honestly, in my opinion, uh, justice, it doesn't apply to me so much at the moment, but, like, in this story, it really shows me that, like, when I'm young, like, now, I need to really focus on doing the right thing and making good decisions. Um, so, like, in the future, I don't have any regrets on my life because I don't want anyone to have to experience the way, like, Salander felt. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Well, I think that we're both... Very lucky. <laughs> yes, we're both very lucky that we haven't had any experiences like this. And me, personally, I don't know anyone who has Mm -hmm. but it seems to me that there are like a lot of women in the entire world who have had these issues this this situation befall upon to them and I think that's very evident in this entire story not only this text when she's talking about the German and how like that memory is like engraved in her head forever and she'll never forget it it whatsoever and not only that she's thinking about it to herself and she's not talking to anyone about it right Mm -hmm. she has to live with this fact on her own and i don't think she's even told michael has she i don't think so either no yeah it's i think she keeps all of this in her brain Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that she did tattoo the word rapist on Bergerman's stomach Mm -hmm. now this moment is engraved in his life forever Mm -hmm. and i think in most sexual assault cases the woman or whoever is sexually assaulted has to deal with this for the rest of their life and the person that assaulted them kind of just brushes it off Mm -hmm. but now Bergerman will never be able to forget this either yeah i agree and i feel like not only not in just this section but throughout each book he separates the book into like each hmm? throughout each chapter what do you mean Never mind. Keep going. Oh, sorry. Did I say chapter? No, no. Just, you're good. Keep going. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he separates the book into sections, and each section he gives, like, 
a statistic. A, a little statistic. For example, in part four, which is the section that this chapter is in, it says 92% of women in Sweden who have been subjected to sexual assault have not reported the most recent violent inc- incident to the police. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot more different examples like this throughout the book, and it just shows how, like, how little people know about this like some of these statistics in here i read them and i was quite shocked them, yeah so, like i remember there was one it was like 20 something women were like sexually assaulted like in the That's course not... of like i don't know there was this, re- this statistic and like the numbers were fairly high in my opinion like yeah. S- sweden is well like, any number is high for this but well obviously incredibly, yeah. yeah and i thought it was crazy how like each statistic seemed to get worse and worse and worse, and, like, the number just kept rising about how many people either don't report this incident to, like, the police yeah. or have, like, different, like, mental, like, illness that comes after it because mm-hmm. they're so scarred they from the event. With- and they have to, yeah, exactly. They have to live with it their entire lives. Or, like, how many people just have it happen to them in general. Yeah. And I think that was quite impactful for me. I agree. Like, it really stuck with me. And- yeah. I didn't ever notice that side, like, I, not that I no- didn't notice it, but, like, I never fully, like, comprehended and, like, realized mm-hmm. that so much of this happens and no one really does anything about it. Like, this whole Me Too campaign is really trying to bring light to the situation, but, like, it's so difficult yeah. to, like, people, it's very hard to talk about. Yeah, when we were researching Me Too, we were just like, oh, this thing is, like, fairly new because, like, I've seen, personally, I've I seen it. I have heard about it, like, the past few years. Yeah, I've seen it in the news just because, like, my parents watch it. Like, I haven't been looking for it. I have only heard of it because, like, Emma Watson started, like, a bigger campaign of mm-hmm. it, but I didn't realize it yeah. was first founded in 2006. Yeah, 2006, and we're basically in 2020 right basically, now. yeah. And it's been around for so long, but it's quite shocking that none of us have really like heard of it until mm. like recently or like you like even like a day I or heard two of it ago. but like yeah I um, never really no one, like looked into it yeah. I guess I agree like I mean I feel like this sh- this topic in general although it is very uncomfortable to discuss like I feel like when we first started talking about it, we we're just like how are we gonna address this mm-hmm. until like it's a really big issue yeah it's a big issue and it's very sensitive to mm-hmm. a lot of people and you know not many people like understand that that you have to be very like respectful to this type of topic mm-hmm. and this is why many people avoid talking about it so what does this call you to do about the situation mm, i definitely feel like we should make ourselves more aware of what's going on in the world mm-hmm. for example like this this book is actually it's not written in the point of view like the united states everything here happens in it was written in swedish and it it was translated exactly so i feel like by looking into this culture we're able like this different viewpoint culture yeah mm -hmm, we're able to see that like this this topic of sexual assault and sexual harassment it's not just restricted to like some parts of the United States or some area. It's global. Off. It's a global, yeah, exactly. It's a global issue. And everyone has to be aware of it because if we're not aware of it, it's going to continue to happen and more and more people are going to be affected by it. So this calls, I think, both of us to mm-hmm. bring attention to the situation and like really hope, like try and get people more involved in this because it's a really big issue and we need to shed more light on it than it's been given because it's a really important thing in our daily lives. Yeah. Well, I think this concludes yeah. our podcast. 
I uh, thank you so much for listening with us. I I hope that you learned something from it. I feel like we certainly did. Oh, a hundred percent. And I would very much recommend reading *The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo* by Stieg Larsson. It it's was definitely a great read, yeah. and I would strongly recommend it. Yes, you not only learn things, but it also has an interesting plot, and the character development is. Quite and it's nice. a mystery case, which. Yes. really makes everything it's even quite, better. It's quite intense. It's very intense. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was Alex and this is Sierra. Well, like, hold up. This was Alex. And this is Sierra. There we go. And thanks for listening to our podcast. Have a nice night.